0: Welcome to Naturally Well, a podcast to help you live a healthier and happier life with a Nordic twist. I'm your host, Kate Turner, registered dietitian, personal trainer, Nordic Naturals nutrition specialist, and owner of Live Well with Kate. On the show today, we are back with sleep, stress, and mood expert, Dr. Chris Moore. Chris is a father of two girls, a self-proclaimed pizza enthusiast, and enjoys lifting heavy things just as much as he does playing tag. He is on the Men's Health Advisory Board, consults with athletes in the WWE, and regularly speaks worldwide to companies including Deloitte, Johnson & Johnson, the CIA, and the FBI. In this episode, Chris discusses what is going on in our body when we're stressed and the negative impact that can show up in visible ways like our weight and in invisible ways like disease. We also go in depth into the relationship between sleep and stress from Chris's previous episode, which if you haven't listened to that episode, it is a must. And finally, ways to better manage stress and particular nutrients that can support better stress management and mood. Managing stress and sleep are often two of the things I tackle with clients first, because if your stress and sleep aren't managed well, it can make it extremely difficult to reach your wellness goals, whether that's a flatter stomach, a better mood, more restful sleep, or all of the above. All right, everyone. We are so lucky to have Chris Moore back to talk all about stress and mood, and we will touch on sleep again. Um, but thanks so much for coming on, Chris. And you know, I just want to start with we hear so much about stress, but I don't know if people understand or realize that there's mm-hmm. acute stress and chronic stress. Mm-hmm. So, do you mind just explaining what each is and what's happening in our body during those times?
1: Yeah, certainly. So stress is, is a very conf- a confusing word. Like we hear, usually when you hear stress, we, it's, there's a bad association. I'm so stressed, I have too much work, whatever it is. But at the end of the day, stress is perfect, can be perfectly healthy and necessary. Um, you think about positive stress, like exercising, that's certainly a stress for my muscles, but it's a necessary one for growth. Um, And really even around other things, work or anything else you're trying to improve upon, there might be some stress around it, but it's, those are acute stressful periods. And then, like I said, are ultimately necessary for growth and improvement when it becomes chronic stress is when it be- can become dangerous for your health. So, you know, one of the, the stress hormone in the body that's often discussed is something called cortisol and cortisol levels fluctuate throughout the day consistently um, but again, and that, that's perfectly natural. It's, it's when they become chronically elevated, and it could be because you're not sleeping or it could cause lack of or, or could interfere with your sleep um, and, and so many other negative health outcomes when the, those elevated cortisol levels are consistent. And again, when stress is chronic. But like I said, acute stress or stress is perfectly healthy and necessary.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um- I know. I it, sometimes I feel like we and there's like a line too. Like even with working out, right, with exercising, we can have that acute stress phase. Which you're usually always in your body's in a state of stress whenever you're exercising. But then you know if you get to the point where you're doing four to five hit workouts a week or something that's right. really strenuous in your body, that's when it can turn more chronic stress, right? And people can experience some of that adrenal fatigue and things like that, right?
1: Yeah. So glad glad you brought that up. I said exercise is a positive, good stress, but of course (laughs) it it doesn't always have to be. It can be too much, right? And I've certainly seen that with athletes I've worked with where it's, you know, the double sessions, the triple sessions, and then so on. And more isn't necessarily better um, because that that can set you up for injury. That can set you up for so much uh, negative down the road. And of course it hurt your, whatever your goals may be.
0: Yeah. And what are, let's talk about some of those negative effects of stress and even the ones right. And which is a lot of them, the ones that we don't see.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the things that, you know, the, the, the unspoken or the one you don't, one of the things you don't see necessarily is heart could be heart disease could lead to actual like diseases within the body and dangerous outcomes like that. Um, Diabetes, and we start to look at cortisol levels being affected and consistently elevated. can start to play with glucose control. Of course, that can lead to diabetes um, over time. So those are some of those disease states that you wouldn't necessarily think about from just that over stress, the burnout, so to speak. But it could absolutely affect you. And then you know, it's not just heart and then diabetes, but also brain and looking how it starts to impact you in that way. You know, burnout is a very very real thing and can absolutely affect people as well, because it becomes a big vicious cycle, right? If I'm overly stressed all the time, if I'm fatigued all the time, if I'm burned out, well, then I don't want to exercise, then I may eat poorly, I may turn to alcohol as as a, um, you know, as a little crutch, so to speak. And then that becomes, like I said, that vicious cycle that can really have a negative effect on our overall health and outcome and just how we feel. Yeah,
0: I mean, I think you know, when I'm thinking vicious cycle and stress too, it I, my mind automatically goes to the sleep stress cycle. Right? Um, can you talk a little bit about that, especially since we had such a great episode talking all about sleep?
1: Yeah, certainly. And again, when we start to look at your sleep is necessary for not just survival but thriving. Sleep is necessary for health. Um, and when we when our ele- when our cortisol levels are elevated over time, that can start that stressful uh, feeling can start to interfere with the quality of sleep. So maybe it's work related, right? In our current the current situation, you know, there's there's actually some some research and some surveys looking at like, anxiety of re-entry after COVID, right? Is a stressful situation. Um, and we start to look at that situation and that is causing stress, which could lead, could interrupt people's quality of sleep. And when we don't have a high quality sleep, whether it's the quality or quantity, that is going to have a very serious negative outcome on our health, how we feel, how we interact with others, um, which, again, short term isn't good, but long term could be even worse.
0: Yeah. And that it's almost like I mean, I think we've all experienced it, too. Right. You get a you have a bad night's sleep you're not responding to your stressors so well the next day. You're probably a little cranky. Um, You're more irritable. And then again, Mm -hmm. it's like, then it just goes back to then you're stressed out more, right? Like you're not as, I love Chris. You always use the term like being resilient to it. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you're not as resilient. And then that trickles into your sleep the following night. Right. And it just keeps going. And we need to break that cycle, whether it's, you know, through healthy habits, through sleep, which we've discussed Mm -hmm. or stress management, you know, and, and let's, you know, obviously we're going to touch on it. So let's just talk about it now, but do you have some favorites in terms of stress management and what to do and, um, or different things that have really helped you in your personal life?
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, and, and, and for me, one of the things is getting outside getting yeah. some fresh air um, and it could be a, a more like a vigorous exercise session. To be honest, for me, I just like a basic, simple walk um, or yeah. even like we have like a little three quarter mile loop around our neighborhood and that's a go-to um, during COVID that became so much of a go-to. Our kids were like, oh my gosh, we're we doing this for the hundredth you know, time today. Um, but for me, that's absolutely what I turned to is just getting outside, getting some movement, even if it's, you know, if it's sunny, even a bonus win, but if it's not, yeah just getting away from whatever situation it is, whether it's work, whether it's, you know, whatever it may be, maybe just a, a conversation with your, with a partner that, that didn't go as you planned or, a you know, argument with your kids or something like that. Yeah. Um, that, that movement outside is, is a game changer.
0: Yeah. And you know, we've just, we had a, you know, a few different recordings of different people, on mindfulness and breathing. Right. And mm-hmm. we are talking so much about just taking some time to breathe, right. you know, for a minute, right. Or less than a minute. Um, and just getting into that present state. So, you know, I found that can help too. And I'm curious, you know, I've obviously seen so many of your presentations and, um, you know, follow you guys through social media. And one thing that I think is really interesting that people don't realize is the connection between nutrient deficiencies and stress, Mm -hmm. because also when we're stressed, we can lose a lot of those nutrients. So again, it's another cycle, right? Like, you know, magnesium for instance, but, um, do you mind touching on that? Like just what nutrients are associated with, um, poor stress and poor mood too.
1: Right. Yeah, certainly. There, there's, there's actually a kind of a category is the right word, but something called the shortfall nutrients, which are, which are the nutrients that we're not getting enough of. So that's the name shortfall. But specifically, there are some that are tied to stress and stress management. Like you mentioned, magnesium is one um, a very, very common mineral, an important mineral. It's necessary for several hundred reactions and actions within the body. But that said, many people don't get enough of it. Um, yeah. The B vitamins, and there's a whole many of them, it's not just one or two, there's several B vitamins, but the B vitamins can play a role with stress in the body. Um, ashwagandha is another interesting one, not a, not a traditional nutrient, not a vitamin or mineral that, that is in the, you know, the DRIs, the dietary reference intakes, but there's some interesting data that something like ashwagandha may play a role in stress management. Um, but in terms of, of nutrients, the, the B vitamins, magnesium, some interesting data, maybe around omega-3s and, and mood and stress. Mm. Um, so it's a lot of the common culprits, those those shortfall nutrients, like I, I used that term earlier, is one that, that we need to make sure we're getting enough of those because they too can play a role in the stress response in our body.
0: Yeah. And would you suggest people, Chris, if they're listening and they're like, I you know, I don't know if I'm getting enough of, should I assume? Like I find that just most people are lacking in B vitamins and specifically magnesium is always a big one. Um, Mm -hmm. because it's kind of like, which I feel like we're all stressed. I mean, I really don't come across anyone that's like, Oh, I literally have no stress in my life. I feel great every day. (laughs)
1: Um, (laughs) yeah.
0: And because of that cycle where you lose more magnesium as you become more stressed, that's when I usually just go to for people. But if they're listening they're like, I have no idea if I you don't have enough, would you say it's safe to say that most people should supplement with those things or should they get tested first or?
1: Yeah. I mean, I honestly, I think those are, are basic minerals that, that, and vitamins that, that would be a benefit for people. Magnesium yeah. D1, like you said now, again, it's not to hear like I need magnesium more is better because that's yep. not good either. <laughs> um, and then magnesium has a relaxing effect on the body, which is great in the right dose. Um, but too much is not so great and think of relaxing. Yeah. And so, um, but a basic, it is a basic mineral that a lot of people, like you said, don't get enough of same thing with a B complex. Um, you yeah. know, of course, always going to say food first, but a basic yep. B complex is is one that I think many people would, would benefit from.
0: And what would be, if we were thinking food first for B vitamins and magnesium, what could people focus on?
1: Um, so, you know, things like, I'm trying to think of generally off the top of my head, good sources yeah, they both of those, um, grains are, are a, a good source of, of some of those vitamins. Um, beef actually is another good source of some mm-hmm. of those vitamins. Um, liver, probably not the most typical, but a good source of many, many things. Um, and Kate helped me out here. I'm actually blanking. Yeah. I mean, I, you know what, sources.
0: I always, I always think Chris, like eggs for, eggs, some for of your sure. B vitamins, like some yep. good pasture raised eggs that yep. have a lot of those nutrients in them.
1: And yolk then magne- and all, of
0: course, yes, exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's where it's at in that yep. yolk and yep. magnesium wise, which the first one that always comes to mind is ch- dark chocolate <laughs> <laughs> <Perfect>. <laughs> because I want it to be that. Right. Um, but like, I always think of like nuts and mm-hmm, dark chocolate. And, and even though those are all great food sources of it. It's, it's something you still want to watch for. If you are feeling like you're extra stressed or even we, you know, we were talking about exercising earlier. If you're going to the gym a lot, Mm magnesium is really helpful with muscle relaxation. And so it can be really supportive too, if you're a very active person, Mm -hmm. um, or, you know, cramping things like that. But, um, Always try and incorporate those foods in. I mean, I always just love like talking about food first too, because it's it's adding things in, right? It's adding more foods and more variety of foods. So even you know, grains that can have be rich in B vitamins, like some quinoa. Well, maybe you make some for the week and you add it to your salads. And that's just an easy way you can get in more B vitamins. And maybe, you know, if you're used to having, let's say, a smoothie every morning, you change it up a few times a week. And you have eggs or mm-hmm. if, you know, if, you know, you're not sensitive to them, et cetera, but, um, it's al- I mean, it's always a good way to think food first yeah. and then just right. That's why supplements are called supplements is because they're exactly. there to supplement your diet,
1: but you right. always
0: want to try, you know, you will never, I love the phrase that you will never out supplement a bad diet.
1: Yep, exactly. I'm always 100%. want to think about that first. Totally. Um, and I, like to call, I like to call them even compliments because they complement a great diet as well. Yes. Um, so I, I, yeah, yeah, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so of course, food first, like you said, nuts and I wasn't even thinking of those, but absolutely, Brazil, nuts and pistachios, they're all fantastic, great snacks. Um, and and then it is, it's is—it's variety that's key that, that unfortunately yeah. I think so many people aren't getting. Um, I want to go back to something you said earlier, which I think is really important because sometimes we hear stress And all these different techniques. I have to go outside for a walk, like I said, or I have to meditate. Like, oh my Uh gosh, that's making me more stressed. But it could be just as simple as a minute of deep breathing, right? So we don't need to overcomplicate it. Um, Yeah, could you do if you could do more? Great, Um, but it doesn't mean that you have to do more. Um, So I actually heard a phrase yesterday in a something I was listening to with um, Dan Harris, who's the Good Morning America host, Um, and he was being interviewed by a friend of ours, who's a colleague of ours, but. Um, he has a meditation app, and he actually used the phrase daily ish um so we should do this like daily would be great, but let's go with daily ish because if you can't do daily, that's okay too,
0: yeah, I love that his is uh ten percent happier, right is his, exactly
1: ten percent is happier, his
0: app right? yeah, I love mm-hmm. that um, and I know you talk a lot about like building resilience and these coping mechanisms, and we, you know, we just got off a recording um with, uh, Samara Zelniker, and she is a mindfulness specialist. And mm-hmm. we we're talking about to how it's always, it's a practice, right? So even stress right. management, that's a practice. And I think one of the best ways to, be able to not get bored with it or get stressed out about it too, right? Like, Oh, I have to go for my walk. Or is to have a lot of tools in your toolbox for it, totally. right? Like To have all different. So you can really honor how you're feeling that day. Mm-hmm. You know, I know for myself, luckily the weather is getting nice now, like, Oh, a walk outside is like my go-to, yeah. but like when it's cold and rainy, I don't I'm want to feel, you in worst mood. <laughs> exactly. And I don't want to feel stressed out that I'm not getting right. in that walk. So you really want to have a few different tools. So are there any tools that we haven't touched on that you find, you know, working with clients or even just again in your personal life that can really help with stress management?
1: Yeah, I, I think, um, I mean, the, the basic ones we talked about are a lot of the go-tos. Journaling is one that, yeah. you know, for me, um, it, it wasn't it's something it. that like my wife did it forever and I was like, yeah, it doesn't really resonate with me. And then I started, and actually, to be honest, when I, this happened when I traveled a ton before COVID, um, I actually started, I brought a journal. I, bu- I bought a journal, excuse me, for each one of my kids, but then I just wrote them notes when I traveled. And it was like, mm-hmm. every night I would write, like, I mean, it could have, it started admittedly it started out much longer, and then it continued on. It was like maybe one or two funny things I said. Um, but that little simple practice, it didn't take a lot of effort. Um, and but now it's funny because I look back on it I'm like, oh, that was awesome because 10 years ago, I'm not going to remember what they actually said or a story. But now I have all that. So journaling can certainly be a benefit. Um, and again, less less can be more. So we don't need to overdo yeah. this or try to overdo this. Um, for me, we, and we said movement outside any kind of movement. Right. Like sometimes just getting up from whatever situation it is. Um, Like I I had a a call, my wife and I had a call with a a client the other day and we were both, it was super frustrating at the end of it. And it was honestly one of those things we both just needed to get up and we just, it was, it was raining out. So like you said, I didn't want to go outside and walk, but even just like moving away from the computer and the office and the space was enough to like, ah, like decompress. Change
0: your environment, right? Change
1: the environment, totally. Before we... started getting angry about it again. Um, but no, yeah. it seriously helps to just change that environment is the perfect way to say it.
0: And the less is more is so key too, because even I was the same way with journaling. I I really didn't start till maybe last year getting very consistent with it, but it was like, you know, I just don't know if it's for me. I'm not a good writer. Mm -hmm. And then I realized, you know, I found a journal where it prompts you and it really does take five minutes out of your whole day. And I was like, that works for me. Like I can do that. And it has had such, you know, such an effect, but that's where like, we, you know, we were just talking about, um, with our last guest about meditation and not having to have the right space and a certain amount of time. And it's like, no, it can be your five minute walking meditation. When you're getting outside with that fresh air, you just have to find what works for you. And you may try some stress management tools. And if they don't work for you, toss them out of your toolbox, like don't try to force it because then it's going to, It's going to feel more stressful, but one Chris that like I'm, and obviously we talked about the cycle, but if I find a client is consistently stressed out Mm -hmm. and their sleep patterns are a little off, I'm going to attack sleep first and foremost, because not only are you right, helping their sleep, which helps so many other things, but that's naturally going to improve their you know, that resilience to stress, Mm -hmm. how you manage your stress as well. Um, and that's one that I don't really hear people ever say like when they're stressed, Oh, I should, I should go to bed earlier tonight. Right. Right? Like I shouldn't stay up till midnight Mm -hmm. watching Netflix. Um, and that's something, and obviously food can play a part in it too. There are Mm -hmm. stress, more stress relieving foods. Like we talked about those foods that are rich in B vitamins and magnesium, um, Mm -hmm. But there's also, you know, can we talk a little bit about some of the foods that may have a more negative impact on your stress levels?
1: Yeah, I, w- I would think it, it, they might be different for certain people, but I would yeah. say foods that um, just the come. I don't say, the com- I hate the word comfort food, but thinking of foods that are like super high fat, super high sugar that, mm-hmm. like, you know what, I'm so stressed, I need ice cream cake. French fry, whatever it is for you. It's what our body tells us, right? Right. But then the after effect is usually like, oh, I ate too much of X. I don't feel great. Yeah. Um, so I'm not saying, you know, never eat those things by any means, but we need to just be aware of, you know, what our crutches. If If someone, like I say, you had a child who came to you, was crying and upset and, you know, would you say, oh, here, honey, here's a piece of chocolate cake. This is cake, this should help you out. No, of course not, right? But we do that to ourselves. We we eat our feelings, eat away our feelings and mm-hmm. break them. Yeah. And then unfortunately that translates into, you know, un- unhealthy habits down the road and doesn't make us feel great.
0: No, definitely. I mean, it's, it's like they talk about with alcohol. You don't want to drink when you're sad, right? Right. You don't want to drink when you're stressed because all it does is exacerbate it and actually make it worse. And those are the times which it is so hard because that is exactly what our body is telling us. Like, let's go grab, let's go to happy hour. Mm -hmm. Let's get, um, you know, some pizza tonight just to unwind, have some ice cream after. But those are the times where you have to be so focused on what's actually going to serve my body and help me de-stress. Like what's really going to help me de-stress internally and focus on, you know, healthier whole foods, um, and even just drinking some water. And like I said, going to bed a little bit earlier and Mm -hmm. doing maybe, you know, a little self-care routine before you go to bed, which is a big part of it too. And, um, I found a good coping mechanism for myself too, which goes along great with sleep is to actually stay away from like the TV and mm-hmm. my phone and all those blue light, you know, right? Everything right. that emits blue light as well, because I find I'm I'm just reactive to everything right. coming yeah. in, um, totally. and just taking you know some some you time, which again your body's going to fight it, and or your mind I should say is going to fight right. it because it's going to want to do you know kind of the easy route or what we're taught, mm-hmm. but once we get in that habit and realize like, Oh my gosh, like I felt so good after I put up, like took a shower, put on that face mask, right. wrote in my journal. If you continue to do that when you're stressed, mm-hmm. you're going to want to come back to it. You're going to crave that when you're stressed. Cause you're going to see right. what that feeling is.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, our, our, our minds are pretty smart, right? And our bodies yeah. are pretty smart. So you want to give provide those habits that support what you're working towards. You know, to your point with the phones and the TV, and I'll, I'll say phone in particular, especially social media, that, yeah. that you know, it's, it's that person is on this great vacation. I'm not there. That person has more than me, Is looks better, whatever it is. Um, and that, I mean, study after study has shown that has a very negative impact on our overall stress, overall well-being. Um, so again, I'm not saying never use social media. Um, yeah. But maybe there's a time and place um, or, you know, not in the evening or when you're not already feeling not great or not as your crutch when like, oh, my gosh, this work call went really badly. I better look at my you know, Instagram account. Oh, my gosh. Wow. She is doing everything that I wish I was doing. And it's just, again, it goes back to that. I keep using the phrase the vicious cycle but that keeps us not feeling great. And
0: exactly. Like when you start your day, you know, are you checking your phone right away and having right. all those reactions? Yeah. Or I love to put it in like you're the, in the driver's seat of your day. So control your day. Right. If you need to get up 10 minutes earlier to go for a quick walk or to be able to write in your journal, control that, you know, mm-hmm. start your day the way you want to versus, I mean, I don't know anyone that can check their social media and not feel you know, any type Imperative. of reaction to, right. yeah, exactly. in reaction yeah, yeah. to what's going on. I mean, we're human. I think that's, yeah. that's how we all feel. Um, but I'm curious, like going kind of phasing into mood, which is obviously really important. I know Chris, you said, um, there's some research on omega threes and the benefits of mood. Um, can we touch there? And then if there are any other foods or things you can do just to help, um, improve our mood.
1: Yeah, yeah, certainly. Um, you know, I think of mood, I think of, you know, it doesn't have to be this extreme, but depressive state. And there's a lot of great data on brain health and omega-3s, mm-hmm. whether it's looking at something like depression um, or not even that extreme, but even just general mood state and omega-3 intake. And I just saw something actually just this morning. So I don't have the exact stats memorized, but it was okay. looking at um, intake of um, omega-3s from from NIH data. And it pretty much showed that, if I remember correctly, it was 89% of adults are, not, are, are, at the, um, are at an omega-3 level that is not even just unhealthy, but it was like to the dangerous level. Um, and I'd have to look that up exactly, but it was, it was almost, it was, it was, I think it was 89% of adults, again, are, when they tested their omega-3 levels, um, are at a kind of a dangerous level of, of intake or lack of intake.
0: Yeah. And that makes sense because about, you know, and again, you know, I'm glad you said you saw it recently too, because the stats always have to be updated. But about 90% of Americans are deficient in omega threes. And so it's really interesting to see some of the research that supports mood, right? So with omega threes, we have EPA and DHA. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting always too, to me that. Um, our brains, right. Are very concentrated with DHA and interestingly enough out of EPA and DHA, the one that seems to support your mood more, but obviously you need both hand in hand. If one is, you know, comprising a a large part of your brain is EPA. Mm -hmm. Um, so those, you know, for people listening, like we've talked about aiming for food first. And if you need to supplement, So those are from any marine sources. So your cold water, fatty fish, like your anchovies, sardines, salmon, mackerel, herring, those are going to be kind of your top sources. And then if you are vegan or vegetarian, algae is another, um, great way. And pretty much the only direct source of EPA and DHA in terms of like, if you are um, vegan or a vegetarian that doesn't eat fish or someone who doesn't eat fish in general too. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, cause we have a lot of people there as well. And right. one thing I try to stress with people though, is, you know, eating your fish three times a week, which is what is recommended. And I full-heartedly back that up the only issue there for me is you're not getting your daily dose of omega threes. And that's why I actually think so many people are deficient right? because, you know, whether you are, you know, eating fish three times a week or about that um, is one thing, but also then you have to look into the quality of the fish. What kind of right. fish is it? Right. Like there's so many other factors. Um, whereas for myself, I know, that's usually one I want people to supplement with because I can ensure that they're getting their daily dose. Um, I also helps ensure too. just, I kind of look at omega threes as just that, that foundational piece because they really help other nutrients get into your cells and push waste Mm -hmm. out. So it's kind of like if you're taking right, your B vitamins and your magnesium to help with your stress or just eating a healthy diet, we want to make sure that those nutrients are actually getting into our cells and we're benefiting it, um, as well. So a little bit, a little bit of a tangent there, but I always like to just reiterate because I feel like a lot of the times we hear about omega threes, but we don't actually understand what they do (laughs) or we don't understand how they benefit us, but mood is definitely one of them. And I don't know if I touched on, um, if there was anything else, Chris, that you wanted to touch on in terms of mood and omega threes.
1: No, I mean, I think, I think you, you hit some, some really important points there. You know, omega-3s are essential fats that means we don't get them we don't make them we need to get them from the diet like you said even if you're meeting that fish recommendation that's still let's say let's say three days a week which i know is is aggressive for most people but even yeah. let's say you were doing that that's about a gram one or so of omega-3s with each dose approximately um that's still not even kind of. That's still not close to where we need to be with omega three. So that's why, like you said, in addition to consuming quality fish, yeah, that's where that complement of an omega three supplement on the regular. Um, that that to me, that's like the base of supplementation should be omega threes in conjunction with eating fish.
0: Totally, and that's where I even think about too the other factor of our diets unfortunately are so high in omega 6 fatty acids and so mm-hmm. we ideally want to be at pretty much an equal ratio if we can get to even like a you know 4 to 1 ratio of omega 6 to omega 3 that's even better but right. right now in america i think the stat is currently we're at about like a 20 to 1 omega 6 to omega 3 ratio and so mm-hmm. for anyone listening to i know we've touched on in some other episodes but omega-6 fats that, you know, you immediately think of like processed foods, um, you know, your vegetable oils, things that aren't good for you. But we also forget too, like walnuts are high in omega-6 fats, actually mm-hmm. more so than omega-3s. And they're usually touted as like high in omega-3s, um, chicken, Like even, you know, there's avocados, also chickpeas. So like your hummus, you know, and though it's not saying don't eat those things, but what I like to think we were talking about adding to your diet. So like, you know, we have our omega sixes up here. Let's say at that, you know, 20 to one ratio and omega threes are down here. Why don't we just bring the omega threes up Mm -hmm. and meet that ratio rather than constantly like, yes, if you are eating a lot of vegetable oils. And, you know, fried foods, foods. yeah. And processed foods. Yes. Try as much as you can to cut those down, but there's also so many healthy foods because we need omega-6 fats as well. Um, just trying to kind of meet that baseline. But I'm curious, Chris, in terms of like the research on mood, what you found omega-3s where they're helpful, um, or just any studies
1: yeah, um, you know, and I think I think what you said earlier is is looking at the different omega threes. Most of the data, even though DHA is the primary omega three within our brain, most of the data is around EPA and, and, yeah. and its its function in overall brain health, and that of course that translates to mood. So, um, like we said, you need both of them, but that's a lot where a lot of the data lie. And from what I've seen, it's about a thousand or, or one mil- or one gram of EPA per day. And then complemented with some DHA as well. Um, so certainly a lot of options out there with, you know, omega-3 yeah. supplements. Um, and then also eating that eating that fish, like we said, to complement that. But it's really just looking at overall brain health and, and the role it plays within the hormone the hormones within your body, um, and how they can all impact mood state, they can impact stress, you know, going back to where we started and, and they they play a major role in our overall well being.
0: Exactly. Right. Like that's what we want to control, right. Our stress and our mood, like those go, I mean, they're hand in hand, mm-hmm. right? If, you know, we can bring some of our stress down, hopefully our mood can help improve, but if we can really support both right, and also support our sleep, which we've discussed to me, that's a huge trifecta into just starting your health journey, mm-hmm. because something I will always stress is that you may be going to the gym every single day and eating a fabulous diet. But if you are stressed, sleeping poorly, um, if you're finding any mood disturbances that just come across throughout the day that can prevent you from reaching your goals, because a lot of that affects our hormones, um, and just how our bodies function. And so, you know, even just a tidbit. Um, and I know I'm sure, you know, this Chris, but just, we talked about cortisol earlier Mm -hmm. and a lot of people will have like that stubborn lower belly fat. And that's what they've been working so hard for. And that's cortisol saying, Hey, I'm here. (laughs) Like I'm elevated. So one of the best ways, like to start your health journey, or if you're, you know, trying to really focus on bettering your health is first looking at your stress state, your mm-hmm. sleep state and managing those and then moving on. And honestly, you'll find too, it's so much easier. You know, when you're sleeping well, it's so much easier to get up and go to the gym, right? Right. When you're sleeping well, it's so much easier to make um, better food choices. And same with stress, too. We yep. were just saying one good thing, if anyone's finding, that when if they are stressed surrounding meal times, or they're just like kind of plowing through their meals and working at the same time, we we're talking about breathing before, right? Just taking like a quick, you know, couple deep breaths Breath. before you mm-hmm. eat, and finding like that present moment um, can be so powerful just to bring that stress down surrounding food.
1: Right? Yeah, just simple that that act of mindfulness, and there, there's so yeah. much great data around. Being mindful, um, and and everything you do, whether it's around eating before a meal, being you know being mindful um, before a meeting at work, uh, before a conversation with with somebody, um, you know, all of that when we can be more mindful around those, those alone can can have a drastic difference and impact on your overall stress and, and health and well being.
0: Yeah, well, Chris, thank you so much. I know we wanted to make this a quick one to follow up um, on your fabulous sleep episode that you did with us. So I do have some new rapid fire questions for you. Oh, all right, um, like yeah, I know. Right. So first way is what's your favorite way to move your body?
1: Mm, I love lifting weights. Um, so can I have two? Can I have two?
0: Yeah. yeah. Go, right. Oh, Yeah.
1: All right. Lifting weights and playing tennis. So always, yeah, always been like a, I mean, lifting weights since I've been 13 now. So I'm going on 40 years or 30 years. Um, but then tennis is my outdoors twice a week. I play with a friend of mine and I love it.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. You you know, I, I grew up playing tennis, but haven't been able to play as much as I'm older. And Mm. when you get back out, it's just a different way of moving. Right. It's, and that's where I think sometimes we forget, like. Moving can be fun. Moving right. should be fun. Like find yeah. activities you like.
1: Totally. Um, I
0: was fortunate enough where we are right now. I did a stand up paddle board session this morning, and it was That's like, fun. oh, the best. You know, and right. it's not a. I mean, I'd look. It, I mean, it is a. It is a workout, but people may not think of it as a quote unquote, right? Workout, and it's like, you know. It doesn't have to always be that. So I love right.
1: that. And that's the best part. Like, I, don't, I never think I'm going to get a workout. I'm just going to play tennis with a friend. Uh-huh. And it, that, that's the best part.
0: And then the next day, you're sore and all the weird. Yeah, places. exactly. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. And that benefit too.
0: Um, okay. Favorite, especially now that we're getting out of COVID, favorite mm-hmm. social
1: activity? Mm. I, I love, we have a pizza oven in our backyard. Oh. So I love cooking pizza for friends, with friends. Um, so, so that's fun. our especially this time of year because it's not too hot and humid yet. So there's no bugs yeah. out and we could just be outside and just cooking. And whether it's pizza or not, just just cooking with yeah. friends and hang out and spending that time.
0: Oh, I love that. Um, yeah. Okay. What is your go-to breakfast? Hmm. If you have
1: one. Mo- yeah. Most often, I would say more times than not, it's usually um, smoked salmon on right. uh, toast with avocado.
0: Yum. So Chris, Mm -hmm. you may may be getting your daily omega-3s.
1: I, I, you know, I've been tested for my (laughs) my omega-3s and I'm pretty far up there. (laughs) Yeah,
0: no. And that's a great way too, for anyone listening, you can always get tested. Um, There's a great company, Omega Quant, and they make it really easy. They'll send you a test. You prick your finger. Mm -hmm. They'll send you all your results. They'll explain everything. So even if you're like, I don't even know where to start, but it's always good to just kind of see where you're at. Right. Um but no I love that that sounds delicious as well. Mm-hmm. Well Chris thank you again. Um if you thank can just you. remind everyone where they can learn more from you, um where they can follow you.
1: For sure yeah. So more results is our is our company more m o h r like our last name and then results as it sounds. Um so that's our website's more results on social media whether it's Instagram is more results, Facebook is more results, um LinkedIn is just Chris Moore. Um, so, um, all of those, yeah, reach out, connect, love to hear from anybody, talk to anybody. So I appreciate, uh, appreciate the time, Kate.
0: Yeah. And make sure everyone to go check out, uh, Chris's other episode on sleep. It is fabulous and we all need to hear it. I mean, honestly, I probably need to hear those tips every day, <laughs> but thanks again, Chris. And, um, yeah, who you. Knows, maybe we'll have to have you on again.
1: I would love it.
0: As you head out back into your life, pick one stress management tool to add to your daily routine. Try journaling for a few minutes per day, getting outside for a daily walk, using breathing techniques to de-stress, or another stress management tool we discussed that resonates with you the most. But pick something that will fit into your current lifestyle. And remember, if you missed Chris's episode on sleep, make sure to check it out to understand the whole picture of how stress and sleep impact our health. Thank you for listening to Naturally Well by Nordic Naturals. If you like this show, please tell a friend, share an episode, and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And remember, you can watch every episode of the podcast on our Naturally Well YouTube channel. If you want to know more about me, you can follow me on Instagram at livewellwithkate or at livewellwithkate.com. Naturally Well is hosted by myself, Kate Turner, and produced by Andrew Stephen. If you have any questions, please send us an email at podcast at nordicnaturals.com, and we hope to answer your question in a future episode. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.